up. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Welcome to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, double A-M-P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network in Southern Texas, as well as Magic 97.9 FM here in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get into it. I am here with Guy Dawson. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Rocco. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's definitely uh, great to have you on. Now, the NBA playoffs and everything that's been going on over the last month, month and a half, we have seen teams that were underdogs that have achieved amazing things like the Denver Nuggets, the Miami Heat. But we've also seen not just one, but two teams do incredible choke jobs where they seem like there was never going to be a chance that they were going to fall, and then they did. And let's start out with the most notable one, the team that had the NBA MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, best record in the NBA. They were supposed to dominate the NBA Eastern Conference, meet LeBron in the NBA Finals. That's what we all thought. But they lost in the second round. Now, I have to ask everyone, why was that the case? What was the reason for why the Bucks didn't even make it out of the second didn't even make it out of the second round, let alone the conference finals. What do you think? I mean, there are so many different uh, excuses that you could give for why things didn't work out for a team like Rocco. You could say the fact that they had to go into the bubble or they had that big break in the season. Milwaukee was really on on course uh, to be the dominant team in the NBA. And then all of a sudden you have this break in the action, which I guess all the teams could say the same thing. Um, But when it all comes down to it, the games are played on the court, Rocco. (laughs) And it's, you know, it's, when you look at a team like that, where you have the most dominant player in the NBA and Giannis and uh, a lot of other variables that allowed them to have a great record like that, you, you know, you think that it'd be a clear path to the championship, but the playoffs are a whole different beast. So that's what I would say is playoff basketball and regular season basketball are just completely different beasts altogether. And I, I feel like Milwaukee didn't adapt to the 
to the level of intensity that you have to bring during the playoffs. And, and you can never underestimate the level of intensity that it takes to be a champion. And I just felt like they didn't bring it in the playoffs. Yeah, adapt or survive. Um, and the Milwaukee Bucks, you made an absolutely good point. It, there's a difference between regular season and the playoffs. That's why there's that running joke that in the NBA, no one really watches until the playoffs starts. And I understand that they had the best player in the NBA. That's what the NBA MVP is supposed to be about, the best player in the league for that said year. And one glaring flaw that I observed while watching that series is they have Chris Middleton, they had Eric Bledsoe, they had the Lopez brothers, but the lack of depth on their bench seemed to be a problem for the Milwaukee Bucks. That if Giannis wasn't on the court, they were not as productive. When Chris Middleton was not on the floor, they were not as productive. And I've always said this about basketball. If you don't have a bench, you're not going to succeed. And we have noticed this over the last 10 years. I mean, the Golden State Warriors, people don't like to bring this up, but they had a very deep bench when they started their run. That 73-9 and nine team that they had, they had a lot of great players coming off the bench. They had players who added depth to that roster. Milwaukee, they didn't have that. And the other team that we're about to bring up, the Los Angeles Clippers, a team that's close to my heart, they also don't have that much of bench. They don't have that much depth on their roster. You had Paul George, you had Kawhi Leonard, but you didn't have much behind it. Do you think that a lack of bench is what had those two lead to their downfall, the Bucks and the Clippers? Well, yes, I, uh, I agree with you, Rocco. And even seeing Golden State last season as compared to that, that record-setting season, they had a lack of depth in their team last year. And I think that really influenced uh, them, especially when they got to the finals and they were playing the Toronto Raptors who had a loaded bench. Absolutely. Your bench is a critical component uh, of your team. And uh, then definitely with the, with the Clippers and I think, yes, also with, with Milwaukee, that lack of being able to be, have people on the floor at all times uh, who can score. You know, you've got to have, and beyond your your stars, your your best players on your team, you know that you're going to be rotating them in and out. But there's got to be somebody on the floor who, when they've got the ball in their hands, can deliver uh, consistently. And you've got to have, as well as your other role players, people that can go and get that key rebound, make that key defensive play that are beyond your starting five. It's a 48-minute game. You have got to have those people uh, who you can uh, depend on to come in and deliver off the bench. I absolutely agree with you that the lack of bench strength, among other things with the Clippers, I just, <laughs> I just can't believe that a team with that much uh, celebration, <laughs> regardless of how weak their bench was, could just play so so poorly, especially in a game seven. Game seven, champions bring it, and I just did yeah, not see that at all with the Clippers. It. Yeah, yeah, 
And maybe it was because they didn't have a very strong bench and the guys were winded. You know, again, this is an abnormal type of year, Rocco, with a break in the season and then them having to be in that bubble environment. But ultimately, champions figure out a way. And uh, being from L.A. and being on the opposite end of with you, where I'm uh, always been a big Laker fan, I feel like the Lakers made the adaptions that they had to make in order to be able to move on to the next round. And I just felt like the Clippers didn't. And the Lakers don't have a very strong bench either, by the way. But I think they're probably stronger than either one of those two teams. Another comparison, and well, the Lakers, we'll talk about that later in the show. But the Clippers, the Bucks, there's also one more common uh, common thing that they have, and that is a lack of future um, picks and a lack of future um, assets that they can use. The Clippers and the Bucks are in the same position where they put so much stock into now that they gave away draft picks to acquire players that they spent so much money on contracts that it doesn't give them that much leeway to talk, to get more players. And especially with the Clippers situation, me knowing it uh, firsthand, that they gave away five first-round picks for Paul George. The Milwaukee Bucks, they're going to have to make a decision on Giannis very soon. If you're those two teams, do you sit there and go, all right, do we start uh, breaking it down and do we go, all right, we'll trade this person here to get some future assets or do they double down and they go, no, we're still in our playoff window. We can still win a championship. Now we're going to go even more into our future assets and we will buy in even more. I mean, Guy, what do you think? Do you think the Clippers and Bucks are going to double down or are they going to do the smart thing and go, all right, we need to build for the future. Let's just take this, take this, take this, and let's just go. Yeah, the modern NBA, Rocco, is so geared towards instant gratification that I would, my prediction is that both of those teams will, will shoot for that. And being in a large market, the way that the Clippers are, and having this other team, the Lakers, that are competitors, and they are the marquee team in the market, I don't see the Clippers waiting to retool and rebuild uh, because, again, they've got this new arena that they're building. Steve Ballmer's already invested a lot of money in this uh, organization. And so particularly them being in a, in a large market, I see the Clippers being all in, seeking players that are going to make it happen right away while Kawhi Leonard's in his prime, Paul George is in his prime. Uh, definitely that team I'm saying they are going to be just like the modern NBA uh, on Milwaukee side with them being in a smaller market for them to keep Giannis is really the most critical uh, thing there's no way that they're going to be able to build an organization that is successful in my opinion if they don't have the two-time MVP <clears throat> excuse me type player so uh, I, I see them maybe being more willing to build than the Clippers. All right. I mean, Milwaukee, small market, I get it. But if they can trade Giannis and get a bunch of valuable assets in return, if I'm the general manager, I wouldn't say no. Just like the Clippers and Paul George at this point, 
uh, if they wanted to trade him and get some value back for what they uh, traded him for. I also, if I'm the general manager, I wouldn't hang up the phone if that conversation got brought up. Well, we're going to be back here on the Sports Angle with your host, Rocco. We are here with Guy Dawson. We're going to continue our basketball conversation. Don't go anywhere. Do you have any questions about legal issues? Have you ever been stopped by a police officer and issued a ticket that you're scared to deal with? Have you ever been in trouble with the law and don't know what to do? Do you have a will or power of attorney question? Is your home being foreclosed upon and you don't know where to turn? Maybe you were given a contract that you don't understand. For freedom and a worry-free solution, call for Legal Shield today at 213-245-1305. It's that simple. You will have access to high-quality law firms that will fight for you for less than a dollar a day. Peace of mind is just a call away. That's for Legal Shield. Call 213-245-1305 or visit us at nocourt.us. It's justice for all and not justice for some. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away. This is Al Tuzzolino, host and remaster of The Sports Circus. Why listen to the same old dog and pony show that you've heard all day long? The Sports Circus covers everything that other shows don't or are too scared to cover. There's no primetime show like it out here that'll punch you in the mouth and you'll beg for more. You can call in and participate with our chaos if you dare. Join me and celebrity guests for Havoc and Mayhem weekdays at 5 p.m. Pacific here on Amp TV or stream the show live at thesportscircus.com. Remember, folks, it's a circus and we prove it every day. In times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero, and typically gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the gold hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-755-4281. 800-755-4281. That's 800-755-4281.
Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, double A-M-P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network in Southern Texas, as well as Magic 97.9 FM here in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson, broadcasting host and marketing manager of Classy Communications, talking about the NBA. And we were mentioning towards the end of the segment, you know, Milwaukee, they have to make a decision on Giannis. Uh, your Los Angeles Lakers, I know you're a Lakers fan, they're going to have to make a decision on Anthony Davis after this postseason is over. There's going to be a lot of top 10 players, even top 5 players, moving around. And the biggest what-if always gets brought up every postseason, and that is, what if these two superstars decide to team up? Like Kawhi and Paul George last year, most people didn't see that coming. Those two teaming up and going to one team. Uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, when they decided to team up, that was a big deal. It happens every offseason. Now, this is an insane hypothetical, but stay with me here. What if Anthony Davis and Giannis both decide to team up with one team. If they decide to do the unthinkable and do a Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving and go, you know what, that's a really good uh, market that they're in. Let's go there and let's make the most money that we humanly can. Would that be good for the NBA? And what team could that possibly be? Wow. <laughs> Would that be a good thing for the NBA? I think in terms of, uh, of the marketing of the league to have that type of super friends environment. I mean, I think that, uh, that, well, there's two ways to look at it in terms of the marketing of the league itself. I think that it would be a, probably a really positive thing to have that type of a combination. Now, in terms of the competitive uh, aspect of the NBA, I think that that would be a real detriment. And that's why, even though I really would have liked it if Kawhi Leonard had come to L.A. along with LeBron and Anthony Davis, being a Lakers fan, I think it's actually better for the competitive uh, aspect of the NBA that you have these powers not coming together like that. By the way, uh, what we've discovered, Rocco, is bringing superpowers together doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to work well together and that those teams are going to succeed. I mean, when you look at the Houston Rockets going out and getting uh, um, Westbrook, uh, I mean, and bringing him to Houston and they them thinking that that would be the, the piece of the puzzle that would enable them to be able to move to the next level. We saw how that worked. We also saw that even having LeBron James and Chris, Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade in Miami, 
did not produce championships every season. <laughs> and the same thing in Golden State, even having Kevin Durant as a part of the team and Curry along with, uh, with Clay and Draymond Green did not guarantee that they won championships every year. Bringing the best There's players no together does not guarantee that you're going to be uh, a champion, no matter how much it's presented that way. And we're in this modern NBA where these players are empowered and I say more power to them, not to, I don't really have an opinion about the way they're operating, trying to create their own teams like this, but that does not guarantee that a team is going to necessarily be a champion. Now for the NBA, it could, the marketability of having these super teams is a wonderful thing on the competitive level. I'm not sure if it necessarily is the best thing. The NBA over the last eight years really has had this shift. And a lot of people point at the Boston Celtics for creating this shift. Where, if I remember correctly, in this 2019-2020 NBA season, there were eight super teams. So out of the whole 30, eight were super teams. And what we've also observed about these super teams is that they rise and they fall just as quickly. I mean, you brought up Houston. There has been rumors that James Harden could be on the way out. We have heard rumors that Russell Westbrook might be on the way out. I mean, we have seen all these super teams. And, you know, it's like this comparison for people who uh, watch comic book movies. Uh, Batman and Superman isn't always the greatest duo When you can have Batman and Robin. So way I've always looked at the NBA is, look, if you want to spend the money, if you're the New York Knicks and you want to spend the money to bring in two superstars, go for it. If you're the Lakers and you want to replace Anthony Davis with a Damian Lillard or bringing in a Donovan Mitchell or bringing in someone of that caliber, you're the Lakers. You're going to do what you want. What I've always observed is that having two superstars doesn't always work long-term. Short-term gain, absolutely, but long-term, it does not. So if there was a team that could do it in terms of uh, max max, uh, cap and all of the slots they have available to offer max contracts, surprisingly, it's a team that people make fun of a lot, but it's actually the New York Knicks. If you actually look at their contracts and everything, they actually have the ability to do it. Now, will James Dolan actually uh, put the hammer down and actually spend the money? We will wait and see. Do you think that Anthony Davis will actually leave L.A.? Because LeBron James and Anthony Davis have been a good duo this year. I will give them that respect. I'll give them credit there. But in the NBA, like I mentioned a while back, anybody can go somewhere and make the most money humanly possible. But the best players in the NBA decide, you know what, I want to win a championship, and where is the best place to go? So do you think Anthony Davis will stick with the LA Lakers and sign you know, just another one-year deal to stay with the team with LeBron Or will he go, you know what, the Eastern Conference, they've got a lot of money that they can spend over there. Why don't I test the market again? 
a lot of that is going to depend on how this all turns out. I mean, if the Lakers win a championship, uh, I see Anthony Davis definitely having having more options. Although Anthony Davis, as a one of the elite players in the NBA, he always has a lot of options. I, I, I what I'm I'm seeing with Anthony Davis though is that he seems to have a willingness to 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 stay a team for a long time. And uh, he, he did the situation uh, with uh, New Orleans. Well, we all understood that. He didn't feel like he was going to be able uh, to win in, in New Orleans. And he created a scenario <laughs> that kind of allowed him to be able to move to the team that he wanted to, uh, to move to, which is typical of this modern day NBA where the players are able to do that. I think that um, being able to uh, be in a, a market like LA, you can't ever uh, count that out. Rocco is you have to understand it's more than just the basketball. And in terms of the kind of money that player like Anthony Davis can make in, with, with endorsements and opportunities being in a large market, like LA, that's a unique opportunity that he had. So going from a large market city like Los Angeles, where basically he's a young player in the is the limit for him. I mean, LeBron James is an older player and he can be the face of the franchise for a lot of years to come. And so for him to give that up, along with the money is there for him to go to a smaller market, I, I think that probably Anthony Davis is going to roll the dice on the fact that the Lakers are going to retool that roster and bring people in that will continue to, uh, to put him in a position to be able to win. It also depends on the uh, ideology of the players, too. Because there are players that are, you know, they got their mind on their money and the money on their mind. And then there are players that are like, you know what, I want to win and I want to win now regardless of how much money I can make somewhere else. I mean, we have seen in the past the San Antonio Spurs as a perfect example of this. Tim Duncan could have gone to the Orlando Magic. Most people forget about this. He could have gone there in the early 2000s and would have made a heck lot more money going there. But no, he went He went back to the Spurs and he won a couple of championships in the process because he stayed with a team that was going to win titles. Uh, LeBron James, even though a lot of people give him flack for what he did, I didn't mind him going to Miami. I wasn't the biggest, um, I wasn't the biggest, you know, defender against it you know I actually thought in terms of winning championships it was a smart move did he only win a couple he didn't win not one not two not three not four not five he didn't do that but he won you know those two titles and then he went someplace else so you know I don't fault NBA players for wanting to win titles if that is their motivation just like I don't fault NBA players for just wanting the money. It's all about their ideology. What I don't like, however, are NBA players who say all they want is money and then they complain when they're not winning. You, you, all right. So, hey, we will continue this conversation on the sports angle. I'm your host, Rocco. We are here with Guy Dawson, broadcasting host of The Guy Dawson Show. We'll be right back.
Do you have any questions about legal issues? Have you ever been stopped by a police officer and issued a ticket that you're scared to deal with? Have you ever been in trouble with the law and don't know what to do? Do you have a will or power of attorney question? Is your home being foreclosed upon and you don't know where to turn? Maybe you were given a contract that you don't understand. For freedom and a worry-free solution, call for Legal Shield today at 213-245-1305. It's that simple. You will have access to high-quality law firms that will fight for you for less than a dollar a day. Peace of mind is just a call away. That's for Legal Shield. Call 213-245-1305 or visit us at nocourt.us. It's justice for all and not justice for some. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com. Or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away. This is Sal Tuzzolino, host and remaster of The Sports Circus. Why listen to the same old dog and pony show that you've heard all day long? The Sports Circus covers everything that other shows don't or are too scared to cover. There's no primetime show like it out here that'll punch you in the mouth and you'll beg for more. You can call in and participate with our chaos if you dare. Join me and celebrity guests for Havoc and Mayhem weekdays at 5 p.m. Pacific here on Amp TV or stream the show live at thesportscircus.com. Remember, folks, it's a circus and we prove it every day. In times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero, and typically gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the gold hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-755-4281. 800-755-4281. Hey guys, this is Gabby Douglas. If you have an active lifestyle like me, hydration is key. That's why I love the Hydration Watermelon Smoothie from Smoothie King. Blended with whole fruits, coconut water, and more electrolytes than some of the leading sports drinks. Hydration Watermelon is the cleaner way to hydrate with no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives so you can recover and perform at your peak ability during the summer heat. Order online or through the app for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. The been thinking about McDonald's all day can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 755-4281. That's 800-755-4281.
Welcome back to The Sports Angle. We are live on AMP TV, double A-M-P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network in Southern Texas, as well as Magic 97.9 FM here in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson, broadcasting host and managing member of Classy Communications. And, you know, we've been talking about the NBA, and it's been a great topic to discuss. But since we're here in Las Vegas, let's talk about those Las Vegas Raiders, man. I mean, first game, yeah, first game ever. At Allegiant Stadium, I saw them light the um, the torch, and I wish people would have been there. Like you know, the moment that um, Al Davis's wife would have done the uh, initiation for the torch to be lit up, you know the crowd would have been on their feet. They would have been yelling and clapping and cheering. Man, that was such a missed opportunity, but it it was cool nonetheless. Um. I will say I will say that the Raiders coming to Allegiant Stadium playing here in Las Vegas, there were some doubters. There were people that thought this wasn't going to work. People thought this wasn't going to be the best thing for the Raiders. But the more that they are here and the more that I've been interviewing Raiders fans, the more I realize something. The Raiders are worldwide. I mean, the Raiders are like the Cowboys. The Raiders are like the Steelers. You know, they have a fan base that isn't just in California. They're not just in their home state. They're everywhere. So with that being brought up, how do you think the Raiders fan base is going to react eventually when we can have fans at Allegiant Stadium? All right, could be next year, could be whenever. But how will the fan base react when, for the first time ever, they get to purchase their ticket at Allegiant Stadium, walk in between those gates, and cheer for the silver and black? I mean, how does it get any better than this, Rocco? You get to come to Las Vegas, which is like the playground for adults all over the world. <laughs> so, so you're here in Vegas, you're all the, everything about Vegas, the lights, the, the gambling, the shows, you get to come to this town and then you get to go and watch your favorite team, the Raiders, which is like you mentioned, the Raiders are, they've got pockets of people in Sweden. And someone was telling me that there's a huge following of the Raiders in Sweden and all these other countries around the world. So do I think that it's going to be a great thing when the fans can actually come to Las Vegas and go to the games? Absolutely. I think that you're going to see that stadium filled every single week. I think it's going to be a great thing for our town uh, our economy, and uh, I'm really looking forward to when the time comes. So there are times when I'm over near T-Mobile Arena, which is where the Vegas Knights play. And Vegas is already, I can see it from that example, where you got Sabres fans, you got 
fans uh, from the Islanders, all these different cities in uh, the NHL, and they're all there with their jerseys on. So they we've already their got that example, yeah. Rocco. And they're coming here to support their teams as they play the Knights. Well, the Raiders, it's even a bigger following that they have. So you've got the combination of these other cities that are going to want to come to uh, the fans from other teams and other cities that are going to want to come to Vegas, along with just the enormous amount of people who root for the Raiders all over the world who are going to come. The Raiders are going to be a, a, a huge phenomena once this really opens up. And they already are a huge phenomenon. Yeah, and you mentioned with the Vegas Golden Knights, and I'll give you a perfect example. Now, I mainly take the bus to go to Golden Knights games. I'm not paying for parking, all right? And uh, when I was going, when I was on the bus, uh, they were going to a Winnipeg Jets game, and the amount of Winnipeg fans that were on that bus was phenomenal. I mean, you had people from Winnipeg. Uh, when I went to the Blackhawks game, you had so many Blackhawks fans wearing their sweater going to the Golden Knights game. Well, all over the world, they had fans coming down to T-Mobile Arena and cheering for their favorite team to take on the Vegas Gold Knights. And I guarantee that this will be the same with the Las Vegas Raiders. With Allegiant Stadium, if you're from the Northeast, if you're Boston, New York, New Jersey, if you know if you're from uh, Pennsylvania. You know, if you are, you know, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, if you're from that region, why wouldn't you come down to Las Vegas? Go watch your Raiders face off against the Steelers. Watch the Raiders against the Eagles, Patriots, Giants, Jets, you name it. But also, like you mentioned, this is the adult playground. So you could go on the slides. You can go on the swing set. You can run around the Las Vegas Strip. You could do all of that. You can go to the casinos, the nightclubs, all of this. Because this is the adult playground here in Las Vegas. It is a one-of-a-kind experience. And for the people that are from the South, too, I'm not going to take anything away from them. If you're from Texas, Louisiana, if you're from Georgia, Florida, they are going to come down eventually when it's open. And they're going to watch the Raiders face off against their favorite team and have a heck of a time while doing it. Now, what will it take, though, for the Raiders to eventually generate this market as their number one market? Because I said this yesterday on my show that Las Vegas is a transient type of town you know you have all these people who move from denver from socal from no from north northern california they move here but they take a lot of their teams with them so what will it take for the raiders organization to sway those fans who have been diehard broncos fans diehard rams fans diehard chargers fans and convince them to be raiders fans what do you think yeah, Rocco, I think there's going to be a certain amount of people there just die hard for their team. I mean, if you're a hardcore Bronco fan, the chances of you ever converting <laughs> to being a Raider fan are probably not all that right. Anyone that's definitely within their, their division, your, your Chiefs, some and of Chargers, these people just right. aren't ever going to. 
definitely any of the teams in their division, you just aren't going to, those are natural enemies <laughs> for you. And trying to convert people like that to be Raiders fans, it's probably not going to happen, but they're here. And so when their teams come, of course, they're going to want to go to games. I mean, so you've already, to a in, to an extent, they are fans of the Raiders because their teams are here. I mean, they're not fans, but they're like the anti-fan. But it doesn't matter because those people are going are going to go to those games. <laughs> so you know that that's going to happen, which is for the Raiders is a great thing. It's just you want to pack that stadium every single week, which is what I, I see happening for many, many years. I see that stadium being packed. For those of us who, and I was talking to you about this, I think another time, Rocco, who root for other teams who have become native vegans, and now you've got the Raiders here, and not that you don't have loyalty to your team, but we live here. The Raiders being in this town is great for our economy and everything, and so I think you're going to see quite a few people, maybe you've still got love the team that you have been rooting for all your life, of course. But the fact that the Raiders are here, you get to wear their gear. The marketing of the Raiders, the fact that the Raiders are being presented all over this town every day, I think that's going to have a huge impact on a lot of people being willing to take the Raiders on as their primary team. And I'm one of those people because I'm really a Cowboys fan. Now that the Raiders are here, I'm really all about the Raiders, more so even than I am about my my native team that I've been rooting for since 1977. I mean, Dallas Cowboys, I mean, shout out to all the people who are listening out there in Texas right now. I mean, CBS Sports, KSIX. I know there's a lot of Cowboys fans that obviously are out there in Texas. And it's kind of a good point like this where, you know, I'm a Chicago Bears fan and they're always going to be my team. You know, that's a family situation that's why i'm a fan of them in the first place but will i show support to the raiders organization sure you know will i go to a game if the bears face the raiders absolutely it's one of those kind of deals but i just think it's gonna take a while it's not just gonna be an immediate like the vegas golden knights were they're a homegrown team I think the one uphill battle the Las Vegas Raiders are going to have is that it's going to take them a while for people to sit there and go, you know what, this is my team. I'm going to go out and they're going to be my team. I mean, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember this, but the Vegas Golden Knights, when they first got here, there were some fans who had the half and half jerseys. Like one side would be their old team and the one side would be the Vegas Golden Knights. It could be something like that, but I think it's going to take a while for them to be their official number one team. This is The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. We are here with Guy Dawson, broadcasting host of The Guy Dawson Show. We will be right back. Do you have any questions about legal issues? Have you ever been stopped by a police officer and issued a ticket that you're scared to deal with? Have you ever been in trouble with the law and don't know what to do? 
Do you have a will or power of attorney question? Is your home being foreclosed upon and you don't know where to turn? Maybe you were given a contract that you don't understand. For freedom and a worry-free solution, call for Legal Shield today at 213-245-1305. It's that simple. You will have access to high-quality law firms that will fight for you for less than a dollar a day. Peace of mind is just a call away. That's for Legal Shield. Call 213-245-1305 or visit us at nocourt.us. It's justice for all and not justice for some. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com. Or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away. This is Sal Tuzzolino, host and remaster of The Sports Circus. Why listen to the same old dog and pony show that you've heard all day long? The Sports Circus covers everything that other shows don't or are too scared to cover. There's no primetime show like it out here that'll punch you in the mouth and you'll beg for more. You can call in and participate with our chaos if you dare. Join me and celebrity guests for Havoc and Mayhem weekdays at 5 p.m. Pacific here on Amp TV or stream the show live at thesportscircus.com. Remember, folks, it's a circus and we prove it every day. So, you want to be in show business. Do people tell you that you're really funny, you have a great personality, and you should have your own talk show? Many of us have been told that, but we don't know how to get started. It's easier than you think. Let the pros at Cali Vegas give you a free talent evaluation. Call 949-445-1119 and learn how quickly you can create, produce, and host your very own talk show. Imagine not having to sit in traffic every day, commuting back and forth to the same old boring job. Get started in television or radio today with your free talent evaluation from Cali Vegas. Call 949-445-1119 or visit them online at calivegas.com. Make your dream come true today and create your new career and learn how to become a television or radio star with the help of Cali Vegas. 949-445-1119. Call now. Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, double A-M-P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, 95.1, 96.1, and 1230 on the AM dial in Southern Texas, as well as Magic 97.9 FM here in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson, broadcasting host and managing member of Classy Communications. We are talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. And we talked about the fans. We talked about all of the activities that are going to go down once Allegiant Stadium is eventually open again. But 
for the people that are here, that are Las Vegas Raiders fans, they're 2-0 and right now. They've had a good start to the season. And regardless of what the finishing record is this year, I have to ask everyone who's listening right now, when will the Raiders have that successful playoff berth, top of the AFC West? When will they have a Vegas Golden Knights type of scenario where they just light up the league? Because, Guy, I think you were here for this. You remember the Vegas Golden Knights, they came in year one and they just dominated the league. Will the Raiders ever have that type of moment? Or will they have a Kansas City Chiefs blocking their momentum? Will they have a Tom Brady New England Patriots 20-year dynasty that will block their momentum? Is there anything the Raiders will have to deal with for them to get over the hump and become that dominant Vegas Golden Knights season one type of scenario? Well, it's uh, there's so many different scenarios involved in that, uh, Rocco. And number one is that um, the, the stars really aligned for the Knights. I mean, us living here and watching uh, that experience, uh, it's amazing how teams can play way above their the perceptions of their capabilities. <laughs> and, and the thing is, there's so many different elements of this. Is Kansas City going to be healthy? You know, I mean, in the NFL, injuries are such an important part of how teams perform. And if they, if they stay healthy, if uh, their players play, a, you know, way above their capabilities, which we've seen in the NFL, you've got this great coach in Gruden who has uh, coached teams to Super Bowls. I think that's a big factor uh, and can be uh, something that you can't overlook. You've also got the enthusiasm of them being in their first season. And with us being in this pandemic, it, this could be a rallying cry for this city. Go Raiders! Go Raiders, we're in this pandemic, and the city gets behind them, and their health is good. I really think that that's such an underrated aspect of, of especially the NFL, is that injury report. If you can keep your people healthy throughout the season, the, especially the ones that are in key positions, and you've got this great coach, and they've got a high level of talent, you can see definitely that scenario playing out again. I don't think that it's impossible. This uh, crisis that has happened over the last couple of months, we all know about it. And obviously, sports has been a good distraction over the last month, month and a half. Being able to turn on your streaming service, your television set, and watching sports has been a good thing for all people involved. But we mentioned that eventually there'll be fans at Allegiant Stadium. But there is one flaw that I feel most people are either ignoring or not acknowledging. And it's that six teams in the NFL are already doing this. You had the Kansas City Chiefs, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Dallas Cowboys. Like you have had teams already who have opened up their stadiums to a certain capacity of fans. When will the Las Vegas Raiders ever get to that point 
And is there a situation or is there something that us the sit in the, here in the city of Las Vegas could do to have fans eventually be at Allegiant Stadium and regardless of the capacity, have at least people in attendance cheering for our team, the Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah, the whole COVID situation, uh, Rocco, is is so day-to-day. So when you look at a scenario like, well, with the Big Ten, where they had voted that they were flat out not going to play this year, and then you had the teams got out there, the other college teams got out there and started playing, and then they reconsidered their stance. And so, I, yeah, the, I think the biggest thing with all of this, with you have certain cities where the governors are okay with them playing uh, and you have other cities where they're like Nevada, where they're not playing right now. And I think that it's, it's so hard to predict because of the day-to-day status of COVID and that it's really, <laughs> it's so unpredictable right now. I know there are a lot of people that just say, hey, let's just get everybody out there and let's watch football and let's do it all <laughs> the way that we're accustomed to. And I doubt if you're going to be seeing that anywhere in the NFL this year. But I would say that uh, we could kind of keep ourselves open to possibility because I was really thinking that the Big Ten and I guess now even the Pac-12 is considering oh, Pac-12 as well. to, uh, yeah. to have a season. They're, yeah, they're, they're considering it now. And so when we were so convinced that we're going to have football in both of those conferences, and now we have football. So I would say that, number one, the NFL is a bit <laughs> And so you understand it, 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 sports is a business. You have that combination along with the political climate in America right now. Uh, along with the, the health concerns uh, that go with coronavirus. And so I think that the it's such a day-to-day thing. I, I wouldn't say that it is impossible that we might have some presence uh, in the stands, although maybe it won't happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm more on the, the day-to-day stance. That big turnaround that they had in the Big Ten where they decided that they were going to go out and start playing football again or uh, – that really changed my whole perception of how all this might play out. The way I've always looked at it, it's called peer pressure. Now, people say this was just a schooling thing, like in middle school, high school. Oh, come on. That's peer pressure. No, I think what happened with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 was, oh, wait, these people are now playing. It's actually being really successful. Wait a minute. The ratings are actually doing really well. Well, Julie, oh, golly, we need to get that revenue. I've always looked at sports as kind of like, all right, what's best for ratings? And more importantly, what's best for our pocketbook? And here is the angle that I'm going to say about this. Some of you are going to disagree, but I actually am going to say this for the record. The moment that these NFL teams, those six that I mentioned earlier, when they start making that revenue and they start making that income off of having fans in attendance, you're going to see NFL owners and NFL teams go, well, well, I want some of that. In fact, let me have that. And then they're going to make a plea. They're going to make a cry to their governors, to all the legislators that have responsibility for this. And you're eventually going to see around, let me pick a random month, November. You're going to see by November 
more teams are going to open up because of peer pressure. You're going to see because of the revenue that certain teams are making, it's now six. All of a sudden, you're going to see 13. All right, 13, that's good enough. No, we're now going to see 20. I'm predicting that by the end of the year, we're going to see more than half of the NFL teams be having fans in attendance. And I'm not saying that's going to be 100% capacity. I'm not that much of a, you know, I am saying that it is going to be, you know, 10%, 15% capacity, but it's still fans nonetheless. I mean, Guy, what do you think? Like, I think by November, thanks to peer pressure and thanks to the amount of revenue and ratings that NFL owners desperately want, that you're going to see half of these NFL teams at least be open to stadium capacity. Yeah, I definitely think that there will be more cities that uh, are on board with uh, creating some type of opportunities for uh, fans to be at these games. As you mentioned, uh, Rocco, NFL football <laughs> is great for local economies. And of course, uh, with us being in the pandemic and again, got, a lot of scenarios that are playing out here in terms of health and, and politics, and there's just, it's a very complicated situation. But when you think revenue that, that the NFL brings to economies, uh, and you think of, you know, it's not just the teams, the, the money that teams make when they are selling tickets, but you got local economy that are fueled by that, uh, by the NFL and the way that that isn't happening because you don't have fans uh, who are in those neighborhoods uh, that are basically for parts of their, their year are almost completely funded by the revenue that they generate as a result of the NFL. And so, yeah, the, the money and the economics of this, I think is definitely going to play a part in it. And I don't know if I could say that half of the teams will, will have a live presence, but I definitely I would say more of the NFL teams are probably going to open up their stands throughout this season. The bubble in the NBA, the bubble in the NHL, we even are hearing about a bubble for the MLB playoffs. And there's this situation that I've always wondered about, and I've never really gotten a concrete answer on this. When all of these NFL teams months ago were thinking about not having fans in attendance, and there wasn't even going to be any consideration about having anybody in attendance why wasn't there a bubble for the NFL? And yet you had to stop and think about this. And then you realized one key issue for having a bubble with the NFL. Now, the NBA and the NHL, a lot of their money comes from their TV contracts. A lot of money comes from all of the revenue sharing that they get from those TV contracts. MLB doesn't really have that. In fact, they lost a good percentage of their viewership and a good amount of revenue from not having fans in attendance. The NFL is in a lucky situation, if I'm going to say, if I'm going to put it this way, that the NFL could realistically survive using their TV money, you know, the $5 billion, $6 billion, $7 billion dollars 
they get from TV rights. So I believe the reason why they didn't do a bubble was because they could realistically survive one year without all of that revenue from teams. But that's just my opinion. What do you think for everyone who's listening right now? Uh, thanks to uh, Guy Dawson for coming on the show. And I'm your host, Rocco. So long, everyone. These are the sounds of someone taking their eyes off the road. Texting while driving is more than distracting. It's dangerous. Do yourself a favor. Do us all a favor. When you're on the road, stay off the phone. A message from CTIA. At General Motors, we make more than electric vehicles. We're helping to make the world a safer, more inclusive place for all. As the first automaker to support the Equality Act, General Motors celebrates and embraces diversity every day, especially during Pride Month, which is why we're proud to team up with iHeartRadio to support Can't Cancel Pride and the LGBTQ community. Because everybody in means everybody. Learn more at GM.com. <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.